Welcome into Abington Avon High School for our second trip here to Abington to A Town for the Great Western Shootout. It's our second. It's the let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh game of the day out of eight scheduled here at the Great Western Shootout. Seventh game of the day, and it's our second broadcast here from the Great Western Shootout. We were here early this morning. Caden Rogers brought you a Mammoth Roseville Titan win over Southeastern, forty-eight to forty. Nice win by Mammoth Roseville. That was game two of the shootout. Been some freely interesting ball games since then. We'll talk about that as the broadcast goes along. But game seven for the Great Western Shootout as the Abington Avon Boys, the Tornado Boys, taking on Pace and Seymour, the Indians. The Indians coming in at three and five. The Abington Avon Tornado Boys at three and six under. Head coach Corey Lincoln, his third season with the Tornado Boys, 31-42 and 42 in his coaching career. And the Pace of Seymour in the Indians under the direction of Tyler Dushinsky. How long has uh, Coach Dushinsky been? It's his second season of Pace and Seymour. They were 18-15 and 15 last year. They had the Tornado Boys were 11-20, and 20, but that doesn't tell the uh, tale of the Tornado season last year. The Tornado Boys, who had no seniors on the roster last year, Got off to a really tough start. They were winless going into the uh, Macomb Holiday Western Tournament. I think at 0-11 or 0-12, maybe 0-13. And then had a really nice finish to their season. Ended up going uh, 11-7, 11-8, something like that down the stretch. They were 11-20, but had a really nice second half as the as the all-junior and sophomore group got acclimated to the varsity level. Well, they, some of those guys are seniors this year. And I got a chance to talk to head coach Corey Lake about having some seniors this year, which is, a, again, a big difference from last year's all-junior and uh, all-underclassmen roster. And we'll come back with that interview in 30 seconds on here on AM 1330 at the 95.7 WREM. It's having a name on Payson Seymour, our second game, but game seven of the Great Western Shootout. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Welcome back to the WREM pregame show. Joining me on the pregame show, i got head coach of the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes, Mr. Corey Lang. Coach, good day of basketball today. It is. It's a fun day. It it's, uh, kind of gives us a preview of Christmas tournament time a little bit. But, no, it's been a great day. Uh, hopefully we can end it with a win. I know a lot of folks, at least that I talked to for like a couple weeks beforehand, give you that giddy laugh. Ooh, the great Western shootout's coming out. <laughs> it is. It, it's, a, it's a great day of basketball. And it's, it's something that I think this is year 23 or something We're like that. Um, I think it was 2000 or 2001 was the first time it started. But, no, it's a great day. Um, it's good to have a lot of teams that people don't see. Um, you know, it's an opportunity for us to play somebody we don't normally see. So we're, we're looking forward to the matchup with Payson today. I got a chance to talk to a couple folks after the ball game I had last night. And, and this shootout, which has a lot of teams going to the McComb Western Holiday Tournament, this shootout's going to go a long way towards some seedings tomorrow night. Yeah, like the game going on right now, Rock Ridge and uh, Bluff, that, that means a lot. You know, I, I think Rock Ridge is probably locked into a top seed, but Bluff probably has an opportunity to work themselves in. And, and then, yeah, like we were talking earlier, if there's a lot of teams, you can go six, seven deep, you know, make a good statement for a fourth, you know, one of the top four seeds. And then, you know, the rest of the field, you know, even, you know, Lo- Looster last night, it battled with bluffs. And so, you know, you know, they might be one of those lower teams. And, you know, even us, like we, we're going in with, you know, three, four wins, five wins. We'll see what the rest of the week brings. But uh, you know, I, I like our chances against anybody, really. And, you know, we're going to be lower, one of the lower seeds, I would assume. But uh, I like our chances. And it, it's going to be a deep field. It should be a fun Christmas tournament. Hosting it, you yourself as a coach are going to see a lot of teams you might see during that week. It's just great for you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice. Somebody was somebody was giving me our time earlier because I was up in the corner with my notepad, right, writing things down, oh, getting, cool. like yeah, getting getting a good scout. It's, it's tough to get away to games nowadays, but the, yeah. the network helps. But no, when it's in your own gym, it's easy to kind of get an eye off people. 
Let's talk about your ball club. How's those things going so far? It's the first time I had you on the air. How's things going? No, we uh, we're competing. Um, like I was telling you earlier, we're uh, we're still battling. There's there's we're playing tough um, against really good teams, and uh, you know with a lot of, a lot of close losses. Um, I think there's one game in the year that we've been blown out. Um, so so we're we're battling. We're still learning. Um, but uh, but no, we're we're fighting. We're getting better. We're competing, and that's that's what we want early on non-conference. You know, once we get into conference play, you know, after Christmas time, uh, we know we know what we are. We can roll from there. But uh, early on, we're playing a lot of, a lot of, a lot of good, really good teams, and that's what we want to see is come in and get better each night. And so, you know, today is a is a team that we're playing that's kind of very similar to us. Um, they're up and down. On uh, they play really well against really good teams, and they kind of bring it down against some teams that they should probably beat. So uh, we're, we're kind of the same way. So it should be a fun one today. Um, we'll talk about some players. I know coaches hate the single guys out. I say it all the time, but who's been playing well for you? Um, the good thing about our team, Sean, is very we are balanced. It could be a guy any night. You know, we got a we got an opportunity uh, two nights ago. I guess two days, two games ago, Callum Hook. You know, dropped 20 against Farmington, and then the next night, Asa Siegel dropped 20. Um, and then I'm still waiting for Carter Redford to kind of get going. He's been struggling a little bit, but uh, he's capable of getting 15 to 20 any night. Um, so so we're, we're balanced. I think, you know, we got two guys that are averaging 10 to 12 and a couple guys averaging 8 to 9. And so it could be anybody. And uh, we're relying a lot on our four seniors, Bouch, Redford, Hook and Spiegel and Trey uh, Anderson, the other bit starter. So, I mean, any, any of those guys I feel comfortable with doing things. But, no, I, I think for us to be to be the best of our ability, it needs to be Spiegel and Hook, get their, get their buckets, and then we go from there and then whoever chips in after that. But, no, I, I mean, those guys, we can get 12 a night from any of them, and they're capable of getting all four of them getting 12. And so if that is the case, that will be tough. But it just makes you, and you know, for scouting other teams, that makes you harder, harder to scout against. It does. It, it really does. It, you know, nobody gets a real good look because, like I said, Red, Red from the other night had like four or five points, and uh, Siegel had 21, 22. And so people might, you know, I know how it is. People scout their last game to kind of get, get an idea on you. And, uh, and so... I'm sure they'll probably be taking away him away today, and then hopefully Redfern shows up and we have a good night, and then Callen can get his feet set and knock some shots out because once he gets his feet set, he, he's a pretty good shooter. I know filling out my scorebook today, you mentioned seniors. It was it was nice to write seniors in there. I didn't get to write any of them last year. <laughs> That's right. It's nice to rely on these guys. Uh, we're pushing them. Uh, I still I still want more out of them. I'm always going to want more out of them. But uh, but no, it's it's nice because I, I know what to expect. You know, I'm always I'm always it's going to be a little bit different than last year. I might lose my cool a little bit more because because I want I want them to do the things that they know they're supposed to do. But they're kids. You know, it's it's 17, 18. 16-year-old kids, and, and you're always going to be pulling your hair out. But uh, but no, it, it's a fun group. I, I like them, and, and uh, I, I think we're I think we are getting where we need to be, kind of right right time Christmas tournament, and then going to conference play. We'll, we'll uh, have a pretty good second half of the season. What do you know about Peyton Seymour? You see him on film? I, I've watched them a couple times, and I watched them play West Hancock. They battled them um, to a four or five point game. Um, they're they're they're. Five, six deep. Um, a lot of 
a lot of uh, five out type stuff. They they chuck it from from anywhere. They shoot a lot of threes, and so we got to be be ready for long rebounds. Um, if they get hot, it's going to be a long night for us. That that's for sure. But uh, I, I like our chances. Um, if, if we do what we're capable of doing, sit down guard, um, and, and our big key tonight is uh, try to get out transition. I think long rebounds we can kind of get some easy ones, some fast break, and, and I'm hoping that kind of gets us off to a good start. And then second half, we can settle down, run our offense, and get some easy ones. But early on, we kind of want to push the pace and uh, beat them in transition. But uh, but we'll see. If they, if they get hot, it could be could be a long day. Sounds like a pretty good recipe for success there, Coach. We'll talk to you afterwards. Good luck, my man. All right, thanks, Sean. And Coach Corey Link with the Eight Town Tornadoes. We'll be back. Welcome back to Abingdon Avon High School as the starters are getting ready to be announced here. Get a good one going here. At Price and Seymour Indians are three and five. The Avenue Avon Tornadoes are three and six. Game seven of an eight-game schedule here at the Great Western Shootout. Get to your starters here for the uh, first for the Price and Seymour Indians. We'll see. Uh, see if I can see no starters up on the board yet, so I'll get them as they're uh, as they're being announced. I know for sure it's Lane Barker, a five foot ten junior, averaging uh, just under nine points. Uh, Brody Deeker, a six foot one junior. Uh, Dyker, the six foot one junior, averaging four points a ball game. Blake Schwartz, a six foot one junior, he's a leading scorer at fifteen points a game for the Face and Seymour Indians. And then we'll try to get your uh, your final starter. I'm going to guess it's Wyatt Neeson, number twenty one. I'm going to go ahead and mark him in. He averages about thirteen points a ball game. That's your starter for the Face and Seymour Indians. Well, the Avenue Nemo Tornadoes, they saw Dre Anderson, a five foot ten junior, averaging about three and a half points. Kellen Hook, a five foot ten senior, averaging just under ten points. Carter Redford averaging nine points. He's a five foot ten senior. Drew Fouts, a six three senior, averaging seven points. And Aza Stegel, a uh, the leading scorer at least uh, by uh, some percentage points uh, against uh, Kellen Hook and Carter Redford. He's right at ten points a game. Uh, Aza Stegel's a six foot three senior. So one, two, three, four, four seniors in the starting lineup for that in the on Tornadoes. And if you heard during the pregame interview. No seniors on the roster last year for head coach Corey Link. It was uh, it was going through some growing pains last year, and they're, uh, they're starting to get him figured out. Corey Link in his third season uh, for the uh, having the name on Tornadoes. Tonight's game is brought to you by Carolyn and Company. Looking for a tasty bite to eat, eat between games today? Then head to Carolyn and Company Cafe and Bakery. Carolyn and Company has everything you need from home-cooked breakfast, homemade tenderloins, and daily lunch specials. And, of course, no meal is complete without a made-from-scratch sweet treat. Be sure to stop by Carolyn and Company Cafe and Bakery in Abingdon. Also, Advanced Rehab, don't let pain keep you out of the game of life. Don't live with it. Get rid of it. Advanced Rehab and Sports Medicine treats pain. Tompkins State Bank is a proud supporter of A-Town Tornado Basketball. Stop in Avon, Abingdon, Knoxville, or Galesburg today to see the difference in a real community bank. Tompkins State Bank, community-minded and customer-focused since 1884. Remember, FDIC and Equal Housing Lender and let's see if Neeson is uh, yeah twenty one Neeson is in the starting lineup so that's the uh, starters for today we have a technical to start the ball game and I didn't hear what the public address announcer said but um, it had to have been either a uh, scorebook discrepancy possibly but first free throw was made by Carter Redford he's a good free throw shooter and oh, man I jinxed him this is the second one uh, I've been jinxing people all day today during our broadcast one out of two for Carter Redford. So the uh, Tornadoes will start ahead of the ball game one nothing, and we won't even have a jump ball. So you don't have a jump ball either following a technical? Uh, well, we'll get uh, – I'm going to have Athletic Director Reed Kelso join me here in a bit 
here on the air. Maybe he can get us uh, up to speed on what happened there. But anyway, it's one nothing. Abigail Avon, and they get the ball to start the ball game. Trapped on the left wing, getting rid of it out to Aza Siegel. Now with the basketball is Gray Anderson. Top of the key. one nothing just underway here. Say game seven of the eight-game schedule. We'll have another one right after this one. It'll be the eight-town tornado girls taking the floor. Head coach Brent Dugan taking on the McComb Bombers with Jackson Kane heading up that program. Real patient here against this uh, 3-2 zone. Because I don't think it's a full, I don't think it's a full 1-2. It's like a 3-2. Now skip past the right wing, free throw line, back out to the right wing. To Dre to to uh oh, that's Carter Redford. Now in the corner. Three ball on the way. High arching three ball is good. By Dre Anderson. That thing just about hit the uh, rafters. Had so much height on that, but it's four enough at A Town. Leading the Indians of Payson Seymour, Tyler Dushinsky. I mean, his second season with Payson Seymour. They've won some regionals in the sectional in the, in the last seven, eight years. Pretty good pretty good uh, program history. Now stolen away. First turnover of the ballgame goes to Payson Seymour Indians. Here comes the Tornadoes in transition. They'll back it back out and run their offense. High post is Carter Redford. He's off the glass and no good. A little roll to the basket. Rebounded by the, the Indians. Boy, they want to get out and run. They are. Get down the floor quickly into the front court. And they found a great job of getting back on defense to stop the, the transition layup. There's a three ball from the right wing, and it out no good. The rebound, Carter Redford. That's Blake Schwartz. Schwartz. And under in the post, shot is good. And is Asa Stiegel. So it is quickly 6 0 in A Town here, two minutes into this ballgame. Good day of basketball here. We'll go over what has happened. A lot of games today could go a, a long way towards seeding for the McComb Western Holiday Tournament. A lot of teams playing today that are in the uh, that are in the tournament. So that's going to go today's going to go a long way towards that with some of the uh, finals that we've seen in the corner. Siegel will drive or, and shot in the corner. He is up and good. That is Blake Schwartz for uh, for the Payson Seymour Indians. Their first triple is good. Makes it six three. Again, joining me here on the broadcast, Athletic Director Reed Kelso. What was the, what was the technical start of the game? I didn't hear the uh, PA address. Casey Seymour so. did have the starters listed in the scorebook. Ah, I, I knew it probably was a, a scorebook discrepancy, and you don't even jump that up. It's just automatically a possession, yep. right? Yep. I was worried it was the jerseys. So now we're wearing the yellow tonight. But I was like, I, I smoothed that out. I didn't think that was an issue. I like these yellow ones. That's I, right. I, I, yeah, I give uh, I give Coach Dugan some grief for his. I can barely see the numbers on his, but yep. these are nice. There's a three ball. From the left wing, two triples. Lane Barker makes that one. Not not an extremely – they don't shoot – I guess they only played eight games and made 33-3, so about four games. So. Yeah, I didn't know the record coming in or anything, Sean. Floater by Carter Redford is good. He's got a quick five here, and it's 10-6 A-Town. Redford with five. The average is uh, just a uh, tick under nine, so he's about halfway to his average already. Three and a half minutes in. Boys playing some good basketball here lately. A couple close losses for the Tornadoes and then a win over Elmwood. Yeah, you know, we're getting to play some 1A opponents, which is going to help us tremendously. We played all 2A until Elmwood the other night. We got a good good win at home, and hopefully we carry that over tonight. Yeah, I got a chance to talk to Coach Link. He said it's going to be refreshing being able to play a Class 1A team. We haven't seen many of those this year. Yeah, he can blame me for that. <laughs> it toughens him off, right? Yeah, well, you know, you, you need to play some. You need to play tough yeah. teams, you know. we got a lot of 1A schools in our conference. So we get a lot of 1A schools in. Well, they say it all the time. You know, this everything but football, everybody qualifies. So why yeah. not test yourself along the way? Football's a whole different deal. But well, there's 
Redford again, and he is fouled this time on the way to the basket, so he'll get a couple free throws. Uh, talking to Coach Link again there in the pregame show, he was talking about Kellen Hook and uh, Ethan Stegall having their games. He said, I'm just kind of waiting for Carter to get going. I struggle a little bit here lately. Just kind of wait for him to get going. Well, there you go. There's five quick ones right here. Yeah, you know, they've been shooting a lot more. I've always tell them, like, you shoot the ball. You guys are open sometimes. Shoot, you guys get good shots. So, uh, hopefully, they start doing that. Pitch his first one to go. Split a pair of free throws earlier in this quarter. And split a pair here, too. It is 11-6. Tornadoes to the five-point lead. Seymour brings the rebound down into the front floor. And backing back out, getting a new play call in from head coach Tyler Dushinsky. Screen up top, there at the top of the key. Off the screen, now kick. There's another three from the right wing. Just time a little short. Rebound goes to the Tornadoes. Quick up and forward to Redford, and they throw it away. Here comes the Payson Seymour Indians. Pull up in the lane. Good defense by A-Town to get back. So they work around that arc quick. And there's a three in the corner. It's good. Good shooter. Blake Schwartz with his second triple. That's the third three-pointer. All nine points for the Indians have come from beyond the arc. It's 11-9. Tornadoes by two. Hey, you play good set. Three-pointer. It's so good spinning a lane by Aza Siegel. He's got his second bucket. That three-pointer can get you. You can struggle the first four minutes, but you make three three-pointers, you're right back, back in the ball game. Yeah, that's why they shoot him in the NBA all the time, man. That's what they tell me. <laughs> Better percentages. Yeah, I'm old. I think we covered this last week. I'm old enough they didn't have a three-point line right. in high school. That's how old I am. I've never been able to shoot a three-pointer in competition. Probably probably a good thing anyway. But. <laughs> Down the left side, Ooh, good drop pass on the back cut. Layup, reverse layup is good by Lane Barker. It's a 13-11. to 11. Back to a two-point game again. Been a good day of basketball, my man. It's been a really good day of basketball. I think we're ahead of schedule, so you can't beat that. We'll, uh, we'll kind of recap what's happened here today. Ooh, big three-pointer, a deep three by Dre Anderson. He's got his second three ball. He's made six threes coming into this ball game. He's already got two here in the first quarter. Yeah, he's one of ones I've been telling you. You shoot the ball. If you're open, shoot the ball. Down the middle of the lane. Scoop shot, little dipsy-do layup is no good by Blake Schwartz. Well, I really showed my age. I think I just used the term dipsy-do. I'm really showing my age. That's all right. <laughs> Most of the kids nowadays have uh, Spotify and all that stuff. <laughs> Ooh, another triple in transition by Blake Schwartz. That's the ball. Third three ball. Both teams are shooting the ball. 16 to 14. This is by far going to be, uh, we haven't had a lot of high-scoring games today. We're well on our way to having our highest-scoring game easily in this one. Way above pace. Yeah. What's the highest point? Uh, Macomb got 63 today. That's the highest. Highest we've seen so far today. Nice win. nice win by McComb today. It was a really way. good win. You know, I didn't know much about Argentori, and I know he had some injuries, but, you know, it was a really good start from McComb. And why not Dre Anderson? Drills his third triple. Take that, Blake Schwartz. I'm going to tie you here this first quarter. You know, I asked Coach Lucas if you guys are going to shoot around today. Shoot out. I was going to give him the keys to get into the great. So he's like, ah, we're just going to throw it up, man. I'm feeling good. <laughs> see what happens tonight. Maybe there's something to it. Maybe he knew what he's talking about. You know, where I looked out. at it because I looked at it a little crazy. I was like, all right. You're the head coach, right? Yeah, you got to figure it out. 1914, it's full timeout. We'll step aside, take a quick 30. Eight down with a five point lead. Welcome back to having Avon High School. Great Western shootout. Just about done with the day. Got this one and one more. It's been a good day of basketball. It's been a really good day, Sean. 1914, Nathan Seymour with the basketball down five. Dribbling into the corner. Neeson, skip pass from corner to corner. There it is. Blake Schwartz. Well, it's your turn, Dre. Blake Schwartz just got his fourth triple. 
If they have, it hasn't been too darn many. And on the baseline. So that's going to turn it over. A-Town's going to turn it over to Pace and Seymour here. Tried that little pass in the corner down the baseline, and either his foot or the ball. You know, I bet 20 years ago you didn't see pink sneakers and bright yellow jerseys. No. So we were always, I mean, I know it's still popular today, but we always had team sneakers. Always had team sneakers. Which is kind of a neat deal, I guess. And a corner three, this time by Nolan Sparks. One, two, three, four, five, six three balls here in this first first quarter alone, 20 to 19. And by the eye test, I think A-Town has won this first quarter by the eye test. Yeah, they just scored more, 20 to 19, facing Seymour's. It's been hit great. To the left wing, back up top to Kellen Hook. A little smaller lineup for us. And a turnover as uh, Jerry Anderson. To get out to Aza Stegall on the wing. Yeah, I'm, I, I didn't get the whole lot of. Uh, I didn't get the stats for Pace and Seymour, so thanks to uh, t- uh, Coach Duchinsky for sending me those. But didn't really get to delve in them too much. But Co- Coach Link said, "Yeah, they like to fire the three man." I see that now. Yeah, I know this game. He's not one of the few games we have a height advantage, but not if they can keep, keep shooting like that. That negates it. That <laughs> takes height right out of the game. Yeah, it's like feeding football. It takes size away. Yes, yes. That's Coach Dixon all about that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Tipped out of bounds by the A-Town Tornadoes. So it'll be Indian basketball on their own end on the side with 103 to go here in the first quarter. 20 to 19 Indians. Driving baseline is Neeson bumped and a charge call. Ooh, I'm trying. I thought that might have been a, a block, but we'll take that. Yeah, just they just met shoulders. Neeson was driving down the baseline. I didn't see who, who uh, stepped in there and took the charge. Siegel, Siegel steps in there and just, just, bumped, just bumped elbows on the side. As he went by. In the ball game for the uh, A-Town Tornadoes is Jacob Hall. I think that's the only sub we've seen in there so far. Well, Weston Marlowe's there. In the oh, Weston Marlowe. Okay, there we go. Missing the shot along the baseline is Stiegel, rebounded by the Indians. They've still got their starters. Oh, no, they got Jordan, uh, Jordan Martin. And also Nicholas Boone on the floor for down to 30 seconds. Look like they're content to uh, play for one here. Got the old Dean Smith four corner here. I just right. got done with Mama Throws with Camp Point Central Southeastern Girls Basketball, and Coach Long ran the four corner. I hadn't seen that for so long in the fourth quarter. Old school. Old school. It's done well for Coach Long and the uh, Lady yes, Panther Girls. Yes, it has. Driving down the middle of the lane, and a pass. You're not quite ready for it. Neeson, just a beautiful pass to Jordan Martin. He was not ready at the buzzer. Just goes a little wide right. Very entertaining first quarter here from the A-Town Tornado Shootout. Great Western Shootout. 20-19. Pace and Seymour will take a lead into quarter number two. Let's talk about some of these uh, great sponsors. we got two pages. Everybody wants to be a part of this thing. we got two pages of sponsors. That's good. That's good. The Charm Center. Keep your head in the game and looking good. Get to the Charm Center in Abingdon. Whether you need a quick trim or a whole new look, Diana and Jen can get you looking your best. Make your appointment today. 309-462-2292, 309-462-2292, or just simply stop by 108 East Meek Street in Abingdon. I say this every time we have them. If Diana can, and Jen can do something with this, they'll be miracle workers. Be the best thing. Be the best advertisement is doing something with this thing I got going up here. Cool Beans Coffee Lounge for a great cup of coffee. The Scoop Ice Cream Parlor with over 150 rotating flavors and Heartland Deck and Fence in Abingdon are proud supporters of A-Town Athletics. Here's to a great year from Cool Beans Coffee Lounge to Scoop Ice Cream Parlor and Heartland 
deck and fence. And also Howe Trucking, south of Prairie City on Route 41, can handle all your trucking needs from dry van to liquid tank. If you need it moved, Howe's will get it done. Howe's also has the parts you need and can service your heavy-duty trucks and trailers. Howe Trucking on Route 41, just south of Prairie City, and also Electromechanical Resources. With over 40 years of experience, you can rely on Electromechanical Resources. EMR can repair and rewire your farm, commercial, industrial, or residential motors to help minimize your downtime. Need parts? If EMR doesn't have them, they can get them. Customer service is the number one priority at Electromechanical Resources in Abingdon. I'm Sean Temple, alongside Reed Kelso, Athletic Director here at Abingdon Avon. Your thoughts there on that first quarter? Yeah, you know, I thought it was really good by both teams. In the corner, three ball on the way. It is a little long. That is that is uh, Nolan Sparks with the miss. Yeah, we had to we had to rub elbows with Mr. Jim Taylor there. Right, royalty man. Yeah. Everybody hears him in the morning on the Ag Show. <laughs> so I said to him, I said, I yeah, even on our station, we I, as I'm coming up the stairs usually to do my sports report, um, I hear Jim giving the uh, market report. Oh yeah, for RFD. Little elbow jumper, right elbow jumper, and he shot there by Kelton Hook. Finally got himself in the scoring column. Yeah, we need him to score. Cool I would say is. he's our best scorer, him or Asa, at times, but we need, we need Kelton to score. A-Town got the lead back, had a lead change here in this one, 21-20. Might be a lot of lead changes when yes. you guys are shooting. No kidding. Top of the key is Nolan Sparso. Reset the offense as Coach Duschinski calls out a new play. Neeson on top. Dribbling between the rings, has guarded by Kellen Hook. Triple still rivaling, now hands it off. Free ball on the way, missing finally. Is the uh, But then the putback is there by Brody Diker. That's his first bucket of the day. It's 22-21. Well, if, the, if you get him to finally miss a three, you got to make sure you secure the rebound. Absolutely. That's, that might be one that they missed two, I think, today. Right wing is Weston Marler. I enjoy watching Weston play. Yeah, he plays hard. He gives 125%. Uh, 110% is not even enough for Weston. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have an energy guy like that. Two hole now, right wing. Kellen Hook. Redfern to the elbow. Is it up? The Spiegel, good ball movement here by. Good patience. Good patience by the A-Town Tornado offense and Pretty good, solid defensive set here for the Indians as well. Marlon hits the lane, draws the defender, kicks it out, misses the three ball. That's Carter Ritburn battling for the rebound. The Indians go out with it. It's a good set, got an open look. Yeah, that's when uh, I would have liked the shot clock. You know, Sean, I'm a big fan of the shot clock. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. We agree on a ton of things. That's just that's just one we one we don't agree with. <laughs> I know. Pass. To the left, ooh, boy, I thought Schwartz was going to fire one there. I'm surprised he didn't. Yeah, as hot as he was in that first quarter, even just a quick trigger would have been uh, nice. They're going to get it to him here. He's going to put her up now, and this is it. Rolls up on top of the backboard. It'll be eight-town ball. He checked three. Yeah, that first one, if he would have pulled if he'd have pulled it on that first one, I was, that's what the term I was going to use was heat check. That one was at least in a little bit of rhythm. And, yeah, it was defended. I mean, it was, it was contested. Could close out there by the tornadoes. You're going to have to. You're going to have to close out. Make it beat you off the dribble. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's you don't want to shoot. That's obvious. All on the left wing. Top of the key. The hook. He's going to catch a blocking foul on the India. Get a little pump fake. Don't see a lot of that anymore. The uh, the old pump fake. Only two fouls in this ball game. Both of them by the Payton Seymour Indians. I don't think the tornadoes have any fouls. Of course, the fouls reset now at the beginning of each quarter. 
So that's just the first team foul on Taysom Seymour. Which I wasn't sure how I'd like that. I like it, Sean. He's making the game faster, actually. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to miss the one in the bonus. I'm going to miss that part of it. But that's the only thing I'm going to miss out of that whole thing. I think it's now. I think the coaches are realizing your strategy in the fourth quarter. You got to be aggressive now because you got to get to those. You don't have the foul. So we've seen some teams got to scramble. But yeah. I think what? the thing is, is be aggressive in the fourth quarter, guys. Time you can turn it up a little bit. A little long, too. In and out, no good for Schwartz. So it'll be Tornado basketball. They trail by one, 22-21 with 4.20 left here in the second quarter. Yeah, I missed the one in the bonus because it gives the teams a chance to catch up a little bit. But then I get to thinking, you know, it's your fault for being down that far. <laughs> you know, you Absolutely. Shouldn't, you shouldn't be penalized just because you can't make a few free throws. And I know that's a big part of the game. Just because you can't make a few free throws doesn't mean you should, you know. It's a big part of the game, but I think they made it a little bit too big, maybe, with one of the bonus. Well, I, I just know. think the shot clock, you're going to also reward the defense. Uh, you know, if you play 35 seconds, they can't pass, they can't get a shot off. You should be rewarded for that. Yeah, but that also keeps some teams in the game, too. Like, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, just, I don't like it. I know they're doing it at the it's holiday tournament. Believe this year. I know. I'm going to get a good test of it here in a couple of weeks. I would bet you, Sean, right now, you won't notice the difference. Probably not. I would, bet there's, I would bet there's one or two the whole tournament shot clock valley. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be. I don't think that's an issue. I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to notice it because most teams are shooting it within 30, yeah. 35 seconds. You know, but I just, I, I just like the teams that that maybe aren't competitive on paper can use that as a strategy thing. I just hate seeing the strategy part gets taken out. Foul on the drive by the by the eight down tornadoes. That'll will be their first foul. Great yeah, I mean that's a clean game for us. Yeah, not a whole lot of turnovers. I always, I always stop keeping turnovers up midway through the first quarter. I always try, I always try at the start of the game. By midway through the first quarter, I've completely lost track. So, and they haven't turned it over a lot and haven't fouled a lot. No, it's been a really clean game for both of them. Well, I think we played the scales mound in the Fulton first half in 25 minutes. <laughs> I've seen some quick. Well, like it was 3:24 when it ended. Missed shot by Brody Diker, but picked up by the, the uh, Indians and now loose ball on the floor. Knocked a kind of hit to the side of the of the leg there. It was Dre Anderson. I was hoping he popped right back up, and he did. Could have been could have been bad getting rolled up on like that. Oh yeah. Tornadoes with the ball, trail by one, three fifteen to go. Second quarter. We got eight town tornado girls basketball up next. Three ball, no good. By yeah, Dre that'll Anderson be an exciting one too. Yeah, that'll be a really good one. Both hood coaches do a great job. They'll, they'll both be playing hard. I know that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. I think you'll have a good point, point guard matchup, the Robinson, the Quinn girl. Ooh, I've been looking forward to that one all week. Yeah, yeah I think it'll be Robinson versus Kennedy Quinn. It'll be fun. And you know, we're both in the Beerstown tourney, and I think that Beerstown tourney this year is actually wide open for the first time in a couple of years. I've got that here somewhere. I was going to touch on that today, too, uh, during the girls' game. I've got, they've got the seating out for that. Everything's set for that now. Yeah, I think us and McComber, usually the eight or nine last few years, we've been the same about the same. 24 teams in that tournament. I think that's, in my opinion, I might be biased. I think that's the best girls tournament in the state. Maybe yes. this side of the State Farm Classic. Yes, this is the State Farm Classic. Yeah, sure. I love beer sound. 24 teams, man. you got little side brackets going all yeah, over it's that. It's crazy. <laughs> like I, I, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Just going to say, I'd like to do that one. I, I'm more of a shootout guy. <laughs> Get it done in one day. Yeah. You can smooth in and out. Yep. Long offensive set here by the Indians ends up in a long three missed in the corner. Good rebound by Kellen. But had any score. We had a barrage of scoring there in the first quarter. Now they can't score in this half. <laughs> 20 to 19, and finally the Tornadoes break the lid off the basket. 
Yeah, I think it was 20 to 19 at halftime, and now it's 23 22. That's just the fourth point for A Town and just two points for, for the Indians here in this quarter. I thought it was going to be the highest game. game, but might yeah. be the lowest scoring here. We went from high to low in just a matter of eight minutes. Well, she might get a might get a big barrage here in the final two. Yeah, they turn over in the backcourt. I don't know if anybody ever accused us of a barrage on offense. <laughs> that was uh, Coach Link. Uh, of course, I think he played for Coach Anderson. He did, right? Yeah. yeah. So there you go. You know, Coach Anderson's going to be patient. And uh, I think I we talked last week. Speaking of shot clock, there's a guy who doesn't want to shot clock. I used to say to Coach yeah. Anderson, you know, first day practice, you guys get the ball out this week? Or <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> 23, 22. Well, he does a really good job there. Yes, he does. Everywhere he is. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite dudes and one of my favorite coaches. Three ball to the right wing. Kellen Hook. See, here comes that barrage we were talking about. I hope so. 26-22. The Tornadoes are back in the lead, and they've opened it up a little bit. Four points. And they've, they've played better down on this end, for sure. Uh, the Indians have got some pretty good looks in that first quarter. They haven't gotten... Hardly any good looks here in the second quarter. You know, Sean's the team we don't we won't see again this year. So I mean, the first quarter you're feeling each other out. You know what I mean? It's not a conference opponent or some kid who played JV. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not surprised the first quarter was a little more open, and now they're kind of tightening back up. Emphatic block there by Kellen Hook, and he's going to take the shot on offense. Boy, he just completely rejected the shot at the paint there by the Indians. And yeah. then hustled back and got himself in shooting position. Yeah, Kellen's a really good athlete. You know, he does a lot of good stuff for us. Listen at 5'10". Boy, he got up on that one. Now it looks like Payson Seymour is going to play for one here. They're in the old Dean Smith four corner. Yeah, but, you know, after the first quarter, they've really tightened down. It's kind of like football. You know, that first few series, get to see, see what the other guy's got. Run away we stuff, go. See how they're going to stop. See if you can beat your guy if you're stronger than him. And if not, figure it out. <laughs> is that what you coaches say? When I tell my son, he, he, played, he out. played some kid from Russia that was like 6'4". He's like, what do I do? He's like, I'd hit him in his knees every play. <laughs> You can't do anything else. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Down to eight seconds. Indians got to get something going to the rim here. Down to six. Oh, oh got nice it on the back. back. Good uh, play. That was a great set of ends and a layup by Landon Gooding. Boy, they wasted about 40 seconds and ended up with a layup to it at the end. And you couldn't ask for anything better if you're, if you're Coach Dushinsky. But the Tornadoes will take a four-point lead into the half at 28 to 24. We'll give you some more sponsors before we head to the halftime break. Hensel Pearson West having the talk of a lifetime can make a difference, make a big difference. Sharing stories with the people you love and cherish not only strengthens our bond with them, but will also be very significant when it's time for us to honor the life they live. This message is brought to you by Hensel Pearson West Funeral Directors and Cremation Services, located in Galesburg and Abingdon. Also, Bragg Bulldozing and Ag Drainage. For all your bulldozing and Ag Drainage, Needs called Scott and Beth Bragg. Scott and Beth at Bragg Bulldozing and Ag Drainage. And Country Financial Shelley Poston can help you find the answers to your financial questions with insurance coverage to help protect what's most important to you at a price you can afford. So while you're juggling your busy schedule, Shelley will make sure she's there when you need her the most. Call Shelley at 309-772-3003 for all your insurance needs. With that, we'll take a short break here and we'll be back. Welcome back to Having Dave on High School. Great Western shootout. Great day of basketball every year. They had the girls' shootout last week that went very well. We had three games from the shootout last week. Got another three games today. This is game two of our three games here at the Great Western shootout. We'll have the the, uh, Abbey Avon girls taking on the Macomb Bomber girls up right after this one. After we get the chance to talk to head coach Corey Link 
with the Eight-Town Boys. We'll flow right into our pregame show and get that one going as well. We were here earlier this this, uh, this morning at 10.30. Caden Rogers brought you a Mammoth Roseville Titan win over Southeastern 48-40. to With the win, the Mammoth Roseville Titans go to 8-2. and Southeastern drops to 4-6. and six. Nico Avedano was named the MVP for Mammoth Roseville with 12 points. I know Aiden Olivar had 14 points as well for the Titans. Uh, going from the start of the day, Knoxville and Canton started the day here at 9 o'clock in the morning. Knoxville falls to 2-10 two, two and ten on the season, losing to Knox, or, uh, Canton 51-40. Caden Otto was the MVP in that one for Canton. And then the Monmouth Roseville Southeastern game, 48-48 game. Scrappy Southeastern squad gave Monmouth Roseville all they could handle there. And then game three had McComb with an impressive win over Argenta Ariana. Oriana, they're 9-3, and three, the McComb Bombers are now. They were receiving votes in this week's first class 2A AP poll. Our fourth game of the day here at the Great Western Shootout was Sherrard having no problems with Palmington. 52-33 to 33 in a battle of teams wearing purple and gold. 5-4, and four, Palmington is now with the loss. And Sherrard improves to 7-1. and one. And then the uh, good one at 3 o'clock, or uh, folks thought was going to be a good one, number one. Uh, number five in Class 1A, Scalesbound, who's made some deep runs in the tournament, and the Fulton Steamers. I know the Titans got a chance to see the Fulton Steamers at the at the uh, Thanksgiving tournament. Actually, the Mama Throzo Titans beat Fulton in that uh, in that tournament. Fulton is number ten in Class 1A, so it was number five versus number ten, and Scalesbound gets a ten point win, 56 to 46, as Fulton drops to seven and two. Scalesbound at 11 and one, and then the marquee matchup. And the one before this one, Illini Bluffs and Rockridge. Illini Bluffs, number three in 1A, according to the, the first Associated Press poll this week. And the Rockridge Rockets, number one in Class 2A. Illini Bluffs puts it on the number one Rockridge Rockets, 56-41. to 41, A 15-point win for the Illini Bluffs Tigers. Put them at 10-2. and two. Rockridge falls to Eight and two. Boy, what a – everybody's uh, shocked with that one. That was a pretty good ball game through about uh, three, four quarters, and Illini Bluffs got hot uh, in front of a good crowd here. It's been a good crowd all day, but there was a really good crowd for that one. Everybody was looking forward to the number one in 2A versus number three in 1A. And Illini Bluffs, who will be at the Macomb Western Holiday Tournament with Rock Ridge. Also, Abby and Avon, these boys will be there. Also, the Farmington Farmers were here today. Uh, McComb Bombers, Monmouth Roseville, Southeastern, and Canton will all be at the McComb Western Holiday Tournament. Got a good preview of maybe what we'll see in, in a couple weeks. And, and <laughs> the only thing I know, and, and the general consensus from folks I've talked to in the past couple of days, is that is going to be one heck of a tournament. There are a lot of teams there that's got a chance to make a deep run. Uh, and with, with Rockridge getting beat by 15 today, I had them as my as no question about it, number one uh, seeded team going into that tournament. And after a 15-point loss to Illini Bluffs, at least it puts a little doubt in your mind and really strengthens Illini Bluffs. They had a couple losses there, uh, uh, back-to-back losses, and uh, have come back from, from those to uh, make a nice little run here and, and beat Rockridge today. The seedings for the Macomb Western Holiday Tournament will be tomorrow night at 5 o'clock. It's live online. I don't have the link with me, but I know if you Google it, I'm sure you'll be able to find the the yeah, live broadcast of the seedings, which is the first time they've ever done that. That's kind of cool. Kind of our own pairing show, like the college basketball basketball uh, has on uh, Selection Sunday. So that's 5 o'clock tomorrow night. We'll see how the, those top four seeds shake out. I was talking to some folks last night after our West Central 
and uh, uh, Ridgewood boys basketball broadcast last night. I got a chance to actually talk to one of the committee members who was actually officiating that game. We chatted a little bit in the hospitality room, and, and we were trying to break down uh, after you figure Rock Ridge at Camp Point Central, uh, undefeated Camp Point Central, probably locked down the one and two seeds. I don't know. You might be able to flip-flop them now. Who knows with Rock Ridge losing by 15. But there are six teams with a legitimate claim at the three and four seed. That's going to be real hard for the committee to come up with the top four there. It's going to be a great – that just leads us to into a great tournament in a couple of weeks. So it's going to be a lot of fun with that one for sure. We'll take a one-minute break, come back. I'll give you the totals for the points here in this first half. We'll get the second half started right now. It is the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes leading the Payson Seymour Indians 28-14. to 14. We'll be back. Both teams going to their respective benches as we get ready to start the second half here. 28-24, Abingdon Avon Tornadoes leading the Payson Seymour Indians, scoring for the Payson Seymour Indians. 12 points for Blake Schwartz. All 12 of those come from beyond the three-point arc with four three-pointers. That was all in the first quarter, though. Five points for Lane Barker. That was all in the first quarter. Three points for Nolan Sparks. That was all in the three quarters. They had 20 points after the first quarter of Horn Blue and only four points in the second quarter, two of those from Landon Gooding and two of those from Brody Diker. For the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes, they had 19 in the first quarter, come back with a nine-point second quarter to give themselves the four-point lead. Nine points for Dre Anderson, three threes all in the first quarter. Eight points for Carter Redfern, six of those came in the first quarter. Seven points for Kellen Hook, all in the second quarter, and four points for Aza Spiegel, all in the first quarter. It's been a tale of two quarters here. Talking to uh, Reed Kelso, the athletic director at... uh, at having the name on high school here during this first half, we were on our way to the highest scoring game of the day at 2019, the end of the first quarter. That's an 80-point pace for Pace and Seymour. Well, four points in the second quarter brought that average down to pretty much what we've had all day long in the 50s and 60s, upper 40s maybe and 50s. And the only team in 60 today was Macomb. They scored 63 in a 40. 63-43 win over Jensa Friana. Starters on the floor both ways for the Pace and Seymour Indians, Lane Barker. Brody Diker, Wyatt Neeson, Blake Schwartz, and Nolan Sparks. First play out of the inbound is Aza Stiegel. He gets his six points with a bucket in close. Good seal by uh, Aza Stiegel. Now a little full-court pressure turns it over to Stiegel. Lays it up and good. Quick four points here. And a full-court press put on here by the A-Town Tornadoes. Looks like a 1-2-2 full-court press. This time, Seymour breaks it. Good job of breaking it. Boy, had a wide-open shot there by Blake Schwartz in the corner. He passed it up. There's the three ball on the right wing is missed. Rebound comes down. Carter Redburn on the run, or Dre Ander, Kellen Hook, excuse me, with the rebound. His his pass into the uh, ahead into the post is tipped out of bounds by the Pace and Seymour Indians. So that will be Tornado basketball and a quick run here. Four run gives them an eight-point lead, 32-24. That's the biggest lead for either ball club. Corner three is on the way. Missed by Dre Anderson right in front of our broadcast location here. Quickly up the floor come the Indians. It's time to do seven-minute mark. Game seven of an eight-game schedule here at the Great Western Shootout. A lot of good teams here. Folks that have been here all day have seen some pretty good teams play. And a missed shot from the elbow. Right elbow from Brady, Brody Diker is missed. Tornadoes get the rebound. One and done. Been a lot, been a lot of one and dones here for Pace and Seymour. Actually, looking back at the first half, both teams did a pretty good job of defensive rebounding. Not a whole lot of offensive 
offensive second chances. Right wing, now a drive. In the lane, floater, no good. I've heard of Redfern. He was expecting some contact, and the contact never came. Flipped it up there and missed the shot. Left wing is Wyatt Neeson. Stops at the free throw line, thought about shooting it, and then, as he was spinning around, kept his pivot foot, which was great, but then started to dribble again. <laughs> he just kind of got lost on the floor and uh, forgot that he'd already dribbled. He's going to climb to the ball game. Tyler Dushinsky got a sub on the floor. That is see, the new person out there. That's going to be Nicholas Boone in the corner. Ooh, now throwing away. Siegel throws it away. On the run is Nolan Sparks. Good job of Abigail Avon getting back on defense to prevent the odd man layup. Right wing three on the way from Schwartz is good. That's his first three since the first quarter. He had four threes in the first eight minutes of the ballgame. Actually, had four threes probably in the first four minutes of the ballgame. His fifth triple gives him 15 points for the game and gets the, the Indians back to within five, 32-27. Now they're going to pack it into a 2-3 zone. Going to make the tornado shoot him out of it and attempting to shoot the, the uh, uh, hit the wire. High bounce off a missed three by Dre Anderson. Hit the back iron straight up and hit the guide wire that connects the uh, basket to Raisin Borat from the Raptors. That's old school. You don't see much of those anymore. Either the guide wires that come out. Tornado Alley. A lot, of, a lot of good basketballs been played in this gym throughout the years. And a travel call in the left wing. Nolan Sparks went to make a move to the rim and got his feet moving a little too quick before the ball hit the deck. So Tornado Ball, just under five minutes left here in the third quarter. 20-19 to 19 at the end of the first quarter, and then the uh, scoring has stalled out here a little bit. Ooh, a little half-court trap. My favorite defense in basketball uh, falls back into the 2-3. So they extend maybe a little 1-3-1 one, one, and then fall back into the 2-3 or just extending the 2-3. I'll take a better look next time they come down the floor. In the corner, three on the way. No good. High bounce picked up by the Indians. That shot was missed by Drew Fouch, who did not score in the first half. Averages seven of all game. Neeson. Turns around, jumper on the baseline is no good for the Indians. And again, tornadoes keep them one and done. Stiegel driving in, avoids the contact, and now they're going to give him a charging call. Stiegel completely avoided the charge. Stepping in there was Blake Schwartz. Um, Boy, there is just no way. From my vantage point, and now Coach Slank is getting an explanation, the uh, defender was there, but the uh, the uh, ball hammer almost completely avoided the defender, just just bumped knees on the outside on the drive, and now be turned over by the Indians. Couldn't take advantage of the break there. In the first foul on Aza Stiegel, it's only the second foul on A-Town all night. We're halfway through the third quarter. The Tornadoes have two total fouls. And as I look over at the Indians, they've got two total fouls as well. Now a three ball is up and good. Let's see who they gave that to. It was Kellen Hook. He's up to double digits now with 10. Flipped up and drawing a foul is Blake Schwartz. 
Dribble drive into the lane. Stop pulled up. A-Town fouls him on the shot. That will be second foul on Asa Stiegel. Two quick ones here on Stiegel. At the free throw line for the first free throws of the night by the Pace and Seymour Indians is Blake Schwartz. First one is good. Schwartz in the 88% free throw share. 23 out of 26. Now 24 out of 27. I'm going to try to do the math on that. It is right around 88%. Schwartz makes them both. Two for two. 25 out of 28 on the season for Blake Schwartz. Not only can he drill it from beyond the arc, and also make him when he gets to the free throw line. With as good a stroke as he's got, I would think Coach Jasinski would want him to get to the rim a little more and get to the free throw line a little more. But if he's proficient at shooting threes, can't really take that away from him Driving in, shot off the glass and good. Nice take. Down the right side of the lane by Stiegel. He's got 10. He's in double figures. Joins Kellen Hook in that category. Very balanced offense for the A-Town Tornadoes. You heard Coach Link talk about his balance in the pregame show. Top of the key three is good. That's Brody Diker on a nice baseline drive and then a kick to the top of the key for the three-pointer. Now quickly up ahead come the Tornadoes. What do we got? Both officials looking at one another. That is going to be a... That is going to be a foul blocking call on the Pace and Seymour Indians. I think the bench thought they were going to call... Yeah, the officials stood there looking at one another. Both of them blew the whistle, but then stood there looking at one another, like which one's going to make the call. And finally, one did. The foul's going to go on Jordan Martin for the Indians, and the bucket is good for Dre Anderson. His free throw does not get the roll. Brought down by the Indians. Two of four in the first half for the Tornadoes from the free throw line. Now 0 for 1 here in this third. 2.50 to go third quarter. 39-32, seven-point lead for the uh, Tornadoes. And taking it to the rim and scoring is Blake Schwartz. Nice move by Schwartz. He now has 19 points. He's got 19 to the 34, and now a foul at midcourt. Mid-defensive foul on the Indians. Coach Duschinski wants an explanation. Oh, you're going to get that on Ace of Steagles. It's going to go the other way. Now, now Coach Link wants to know what's going on. Coach Duschinski was a little concerned there for a minute. Then after the call came in, Steagles' third personal foul. He's got 10. Now on the floor for the Tornadoes is Dre Anderson. Jacob Hall. Kellen Hook, also uh, Jacob Hall. Missing one out there. Now a double dribble on the Indians. Wesley Marler is out there for the Tornadoes. That's your five on the floor with 2.19 to go third quarter. Turnover on the Indians. The guard got a a hand under the ball and turned her over. Marler in the backcourt with Dre Anderson. Anderson almost got to the timeline and back back out. He was he was gonna face a trap just as soon as he got across the half court. Good basketball IQ there from Dre Anderson. And once you cross across that uh, mid stripe line, there's no going back. You don't want to dribble yourself into a double team. That's Wayne Kellen Hook. It's a screen from Jacob Hall. Now Mara gets a screen also from Jacob Hall. Jacob Hall screening everybody out there. 
in the corner. Miss Kellen Hook dribbles back out to the wing, almost gets poked away by Brody Dyker, but regains control. Morrow now with a minute 35 to go. In the corner, Dre Anderson, he's pressured. Gets rid of it. Swing it around the arc. Oh, okay, Towns just running a little clock here. Marler goes baseline, gets cut off, gets rid of it. Now in the corner. Drive, baseline, pull-up jumper is no good by Kellen Hook, rebounded by the Indians. He had a chance to really cut into his lead now. It's a five-point lead for the Tornadoes. Get this thing down to two or three with a uh, bucket or a three-ball. Driving is Schwartz, gets in the lane, he's going to be fouled. He's going to go to the free throw line. Did he call it on the floor? Well, they are going to call it on the floor. I was going to go on Kellen Hook. So no free throws. Everybody was lining up. Aitown was lining up along the free throw line. Mason Seymour was getting ready to shoot a free throw and said they're going to say it's on the floor. Right wing stolen away by Jacob Hall. He is going to take it all the way into the layup. Good hands there by Jacob Hall. His first point. Come off a great defensive play and then dribbles about three quarters of the court and lays it in. 41-34, seven-point lead. Now, that's a big bucket. The Indians win possession of the basketball, only down five. Now, down seven. Right wing is Neeson. Drives, crossover dribble. Gets rid of it. Pass across the lane. They're going to say a foul on the Tornadoes. Who are they going to get here? It's Kellen Hook. It's his second. Into the game for the Indians comes Lucas Davenport. First time we've seen Davenport on the floor. Five foot five freshman. Coach Dushinsky. Sixteen players on the roster for Pace and Seymour. Good numbers. How many of those are freshmen and sophomores? One, two, three, four, five. Five of those sixteen are freshmen and sophomores. Time out on the time out on the floor. Let's give you some of your great sponsors helping uh, bring you A-Town basketball here from the shootout today. Carolyn and Company, looking for a tasty bite to eat between games? Then head to Carolyn and Company Cafe and Bakery. Carolyn and Company has everything you need from home-cooked breakfast, homemade tenderloins, and daily lunch specials. And, of course, no meal is complete without a made-from-scratch sweet treat. Be sure to stop by Carolyn and Company Cafe and Bakery in Abingdon. Advanced Rehab, don't let pain keep you out of the game of life. Don't live with it. Get rid of it. Advanced Rehab and Sports Medicine treats pain. Tompkins State Bank, a proud supporter of the A-Town Tornado. Stop in Abingdon, Avon, Knoxville, or Galesburg today and see the difference in a real community bank. Tompkins State Bank, community-minded and customer-focused since 1884. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. And also the Charm Center. Keep your head in the game and looking good. Get to the Charm Center in Abingdon, whether you need a quick trim or a whole new look. Diana and Jen can get you looking your best. Make your appointment today at 309-462-2292 or just stop by. 108 East Meek Street in Abingdon. Back on the floor, it's going to be three throws for Wyatt Neeson. That's the 15th foul on the tornado. So everything in the last 29 seconds, should there be more fouls, at least for the pace of Seymour Indians, they'll get free throws from. Neeson's first free throw is good. He's a 50% free throw shooter on the season. 11 out of 22. Gets that one to go. The Indians shot their first free throws earlier in this quarter. Had no free throws in the first half. And gets them both. So Neeson in the scoring column. He averages 13. It's his first two of the game here. And it came from the free throw line. 41-36 gets the 
Indians within five. Over the timeline is Anderson, or Kellen Hook. Now he tries to hit Jacob Hall on the baseline. A little bit too high for, for Jacob Hall. So that's going to be turned over to the Indians. In the ball game comes Nolan Sparks with 15.6 seconds ago. I think Coach Yashinsky's got his got his shooters in the game now. Breaking the full court pressure. Here comes Neeson. Wyatt Neeson gives it up. Three-pointer from the right wing is no good by Brody Dyker. Rebounded by the Tornadoes with six. Quickly up the four. Weston Marler stops and shuffled his feet. We're just before he tried. I thought he shuffled his feet as soon as he caught the pass. I think he just shuffled a little bit before he got the ball on the deck. Well, he got away with that one. Then he got to the rim and the, the uh, Indian defense with one and a half seconds. The throw down is short. That's the way the third quarter will end. Yeah, he got he got into the lane, full jump stop, and shuffled as soon as he uh, got to the jump stop. 41-36, that's going to be your score at the end of three quarters. The Tornadoes with a five-point lead. We'll be back in one minute. Back here at Abingdon-Avon High School, a scramble off the inbounds. A couple of turnovers at midcourt in the first 12 seconds here. Going to end up and another turnover by Jesus Eagles. He just loses the handle on it. There was uh, right off the inbound. There was a uh, it was a loose ball and there was just like three or four players diving after the ball. They kept squirting loose, it ended up in Asian Siegel's hand, almost right under the basket. That's how far it got tipped down there, and then he lets it get through his hands before he could take it up for the shot. So now we're settling in here. It's a five point lead for the Tornadoes of Abingdon Avon. Payton Seymour with the basketball now doubled, getting rid of it. This Brody Dagger, then he turns it over. On the run. Comes Dre Anderson to Jacob Hall now in the corner to Aza Siegel. He'll drive baseline. Little floater gets himself some space. Misses the shot. Comes down to the Indians, Lane Barker. Good baseline drive there by Siegel. Got himself behind the basket. Then worked himself out on the dribble to where he can get the shot off. And that leads to a three-pointer by Lane Barker. Barker with eight points. The lead is just two now, 41-39. Barker with eight. That's his second triple. But he hadn't scored since the first quarter. I'm not taking my head coach, Corey Link. Didn't like what he was seeing going on out there. So he'll take a timeout with 6.44 to go here. Give you a chance to say, uh, bring up some more of our great sponsors for having the Naval on basketball tonight. Cool Beans Coffee Lounge, the Scoop Ice Cream Parlor, and Heartland Deck and Fence. Cool Beans Coffee Lounge for a great cup of coffee. The Scoop Ice Cream Parlor with 150 rotating flavors. And Heartland Deck and Fence and Abingdon are proud supporters of Abingdon Avon Athletics. Here's to a great year from Cool Beans Coffee Lounge, the Scoop Ice Cream Parlor, and Heartland Deck and Fence. Kyle Trucking south of Prairie City on Route 41 can handle all your trucking needs. From dry van to liquid tank, if you need a move, Hiles will get it done. Hiles also has the perks you need and can service your heavy-duty trucks and trailers. Hiles Trucking on Route 41, just south of Prairie City. Both teams back on the floor following a timeout by head coach Corey Link. Looking up the scoreboard for timeouts. That's the second timeout called by Coach Link. He's got three left, four timeouts left for Tyler Duchinski. Head coach and now contact at midcourt. That's Nolan Sparks. He's got a personal foul. That is his first. Nobody in foul trouble. Well, I take that back. He's a steagle. I apologize. He's a steagle. Has three fouls. The only other player on the uh, both rosters is Kellen Hook with two. But Stiegel is a little bit of foul trouble here, although we are six and a half minutes left in the game. If we can 
keep from getting that fourth early here in the fourth. He should be in good shape. Getting a screen is telling Hook from Stiegel. Well, you don't want to see him pick up his fourth personal foul on a legal screen. Right wing is Dre Anderson. They feed the post. Turnaround shot, no good off the back iron by Carter Redford. Here come the Indians. Chance to tie or take the lead with a three ball. Lord knows we've seen them make enough three balls tonight. Six in the first quarter alone, but only three since then. Pulling up long two is off the mark. Jacob Hall gets the rebound. Just for a second, he thought about throwing it ahead to Carter Redford, who got behind the defense there a little bit, but held off on it. And Stiegel on a baseline drive gets it poked away from him from behind. That's going to be Blake Schwartz. That's his first for the Indians. Getting ready to check in for head coach Tyler Dushinsky and facing Seymour is Nicholas Boone, six foot two junior. Pretty solid. I'd almost bet money that uh, Mr. Boone's a football player. He's pretty solid for 6'2". Going to eat some space there in the lane. And a kickball by the Indians will give the Tornadoes the ball right in front of their own bench. 5.36 left here in the fourth quarter, 41-39. And a timeout taken by head coach Tyler Dushinsky. Now, they've saved their timeouts here from the fourth quarter. This last, this last 5.36 <laughs> might take a little while. We already had the schedule, though, so... Everything will be fine. Let's step aside and take a quick minute break. Welcome back here to the Great Western Shootout. Great day of basketball every year. Um, who was we talking to? Uh, uh, Reed Kelso. I believe it was him. No, uh, Coach Coach Link said he thought it was the 22nd, 23rd year here. I haven't gotten confirmation on that. I forgot to ask Reed Kelso when he was with me here in the first half if he knows how many years it's been exact. It's been a lot of years. I've been here, I would say, probably 90 Five percent of the shootouts, not all day, but I've been here at least for at least a game or two for 95 percent of probably them 22 or 23. Stego gets trapped on the baseline, tries to kick it out, and does. Gets it out to the wing to Kellen Hook. Could have been dangerous there for the Tornadoes. Two, the three ball by Hook is no good. Tipped up, and the Indians come down with it. And it was the big guy, Nicholas Boone. Or they might have had even numbers here, but as soon as Boone got the rebound, he was looking for a guard. If that was uh, any kind of guard that might have gotten that rebound. Now the Indians going to the four corner here. I've seen more four corner today than I've seen in probably the last two or three years. Full four corner. I've seen teams eating some pot, but it's the old Dean Smith one in each of the corners. And going up and missing the shot was Blake Schwartz, but they're going to come down with a loose ball rebound. In the corner, three is short. Air ball by Schwartz. Quickly up ahead to Stiegel in transition. Layup is no good. Contested layup is no good. And ripping down the rebound was Nicholas Boone. So another, another chance to tie this thing up or take the lead for the Indians. We're nearing the halfway point of the fourth quarter. 410 on the clock to be exact. Top of the key to Wyatt Neeson. Good cut along the baseline. Reverse layup is missed. Contested layup. Missed by Nolan Sparks. Good defense down there by Siegel to at least contest that reverse layup. And down along the baseline. Jacob Hall spins in the middle of the lane. Goes up strong and scores. Nice move by Jacob Hall. He was in there amongst the trees. Jacob Hall, uh, there he got him listed at 6'2". That'd be pretty close. 
He got in there amongst the trees and then stopped and then spun. Put the ball in the deck, spinning around, gets the shot, driving in. Schwartz is fouled. Blake Schwartz will get to the free throw line. Fouled on the shot. That'll be a foul on the tornado. That's Stiegel. Oh, goodness, that's his fourth foul. Schwartz at the free throw line. Only three points here in this uh, fourth quarter so far for the Indians. And the tornado is not much better. Just two points here. 330 left. First free throw is good. If I told you it was 43 to 40 with, with uh, three and a half minutes up here in the fourth quarter, and it was 20 to 19 in the first quarter, you would you would have uh, called shenanigans on it for sure. Shot is good by Schwartz. So both free throws are good by Blake Schwartz. He's four for four from the free throw line. And sitting at 21 points. Did he just check out? Is he still on the floor? Yeah, they just gave him a little break here with 3.23 to go. Maybe saving his legs for the offensive end is, is Mr. Duschinski. He's not in foul trouble. He's only got one foul. Maybe just saving his legs here for the uh, offensive end. It's a good call. You see offense for defense, but you it's only in uh, in foul trouble. Hall in the corner for A-Town, right here in front of our broadcast location. He'll back it back out. I'm just going to dribble at mid-course, Dre Anderson. And the Indians say... Go ahead, Joe. Now they'll come out and play defense on Dre Anderson. Extending the zone out just a little bit. Oh, good baseline cut. Jacob Hall, great pass from Aza Siegel. Ends up in a layup by Jacob Hall. Another backdoor cut. And missing a three ball on the offensive end for the Indians is Brody Diker, but they somehow come up with the offensive rebound and then throw it away. Try to get it out to the wing for a three-point opportunity. And now foul. Lane Barker is going to pick up the foul. It's just his first. A lot of guys with one foul on the uh, Pace and Seymour side. 2.23 to go. We got another game up after this one. Abigail Avon girls and the McComb Bomber girls. Should be a good one. The McComb Bomber girls coming in at 6-8. and played some pretty good basketball in the last week or two. Taking on the Abigail Avon Tornadoes at 7-3, who we saw just completely dismantle. Um, I don't remember who they played last uh, last week at the shootout. If you look back here, it was the uh, Evergreen Park Mustangs. 74-28 last week at the shootout, the girls' shootout. Foul on the Indians. And that, so Lane Barker's going to pick up his second personal foul. Not quite in the bonus yet. Still got two fouls, so the Indians can be a little chancy here. In the lane, off the inbound is good. Left hand, Carter Redford finally scores here in the second half. Finally gets himself up to 10 points, and the balance scoring continues for the Tornadoes. Missing a three and rebounded. Out quickly to Stiegel on the run out. He's going to miss the layup, but the putback is good. From Dre Anderson. That's a eight-point game now. 49-41. Just uh, beating the defense down the floor off the turnover for the Tornadoes. Right wing. Here's Schwartz. He'll throw a three up. Miss it. Ball. Backside rebound by Steele. Gets it tipped away from him, but losing it out. Ooh, they're going to say 
That is going to stay with the Indians, and head coach Tyler Dushinsky needs a timeout. His team trails 49-41. to The A-Town Tornadoes with a minute and a half left. Time's starting to run out here on Payson Seymour. Some great sponsors, Electromechanical Resources. With over 40 years of experience, you can rely on Electromechanical Resources. EMR can repair and rewire your farm, commercial, industrial, or residential motors to help minimize your downtime. If you need parts, if EMR doesn't have them, they can get them. Customer service is the number one priority at Electromechanical Resources. And having it. Hensel Pearson West, having the talk of a lifetime can make a big difference. Sharing stories with people you love and cherish not only strengthens our bond with them, but will also be very significant when it's time for us to honor the life they live. This message is brought to you by Hensel Pearson West Funeral Directors and Cremation Services located in Galesburg and Abingdon. Back on the floor, following the timeout, two timeouts left for the Pacey Seymour Indians, three left for Coach Link. Short on the three off the inbounds. Rebounded by Aza Siegel and almost turned it over, but here comes Jacob Hall. He'll quickly turn back around. Numbers went there for the A-Town Tornadoes. They don't really need to hurry here, so good job by Jacob Hall to back that thing back out, and they get a foul on the, the Indians. Wyatt Neeson will pick up his second personal foul. That is five team fouls now on the Indians, so the Tornadoes will be shooting the rest of the way out. Jacob Hall makes his first free throw. That's good to see. A 25% free throw shooter, two of eight coming into this ball game. Now checking in is Lucas Davenport, 5'5 freshman. Another three-point shooter, I think, on the floor for Coach Dushinsky. Second free throw, didn't get it to go. So seven points for Jacob Hall. The lead is nine, 50 to 41. Now A-Town just needs to play some solid defense here. Long three up is no good. Long by Lane Barker and pulling down the rebound was the Indians. So they will at least get a second chance at it here. Wyatt Neeson gets the stolen away. Jacob Hall has played some really good defense here in the second half, especially this fourth quarter, and now gets it taken away from him, though. Now we're under a minute to go, but the Tornadoes got to eat some clock there. And we've got a foul on the drive. Lane Barker tried to get to the rim from the left wing. That's going to go on Weston Marla. Yeah, Weston Marla. His first. It's only the team's second team foul, so they got a long way to go here. Now a travel call on Blake Schwartz, and it was inbounded. Good defense applied to him by Dre Anderson. In the ballgame again, Carter Redfern for Weston Marlin, an offense for defense there. Tornadoes way inbound. Up nine. We'll see how. And fouled in the backcourt by Blake Schwartz. So getting to the free throw line. Are they going to call that intentional? They are going to call that intentional. He did grab him around the the, the waist, but that, uh, that's the same official that uh, Coach Link had an issue with earlier. And actually, I didn't know about that call. That was a pretty weak intentional call. Tornado, tornado fans and uh, Coach Link will definitely take it, though, because they'll get two shots here and the ball. Making the shot is Dre Anderson. He is a he was one for nine coming into tonight's ball game from the free throw line and gets them both. That boy, one for nine coming in and gets two free throws. That's an eleven point game. This is the first double digit lead for either team, fifty two to forty one. 
And the Tornadoes will have the basketball with 47 seconds left. We'll see how interested Coach Yushinsky is lengthening this game. And they get it in to Carter Redford. And now fouled is, is Kellen Hook. He's a 71% free throw shooter. So he'll go to the free throw line for two. Kellen Hook sitting at 10 points. Also in double digits is Dre Anderson. And Dre, who uh, came into tonight through nine games, averaging three and a half points. Well, Dre's got 15 tonight. Nice game by Dre Anderson. Three threes in that first quarter. Really got A-Town going. So he'll get... He missed his first one. Kellen Hook missed his first one and gets the second one. So 53 to 41 now. Hand off. Schwartz will fire a three and make it. Schwartz with another triple. That's his sixth three ball of the ball game. And he's got 26 points. What's the board guy, man? 30-second timeout following the make. It's a, it's a nine-point game with 33 seconds to go. We'll give you your final couple of sponsors here for this ball game. Bragg Bulldozing and Ag Drainage. For all your bulldozing and ag drainage needs, call Scott and Beth at Bragg Bulldozing and Ag Drainage. Also, Country Financial Shelley Posta can help you find the answers to your financial questions with insurance coverage to help protect what's most important to you at a price you can afford. So while you're juggling your busy schedule, Shelly will make sure she's there when you need her the most. Call Shelly at 309-772-3003 for all your insurance needs. Thanks to all these sponsors. We had 10 of those sponsors that jumped on board for our A-Town games tonight from the Great Western Shootout. Looks like A-Town is going to be victorious here. Up by nine with 33 seconds. They do get it in to Carter Redfern. He's trapped. Gets it ahead. Jacob Hall... Going to take the layup. He might have took too many steps to get there. I know Coach <laughs> I know he didn't want to blow the whistle, but he took like three steps. That was a Michael Jordan layup. He, he, he did not dribble from the left wing all the way to the rim. But Hall will get his ninth point and missing a shot with 10 seconds to go. That should do it. I'm not sure they even have to cross that court, but they will. And that'll be it. 55 to 44. Nice win for the Avenue Avon Tornadoes. They'll go to four and six, trying to gain some momentum, heading into the McComb Western Holiday Tournament, starting on the 28th. And the pace of Seymour Indians will drop to three and six. We will all total up some scores here. We'll get a chance to uh, talk to head coach Corey Link on the postgame show, and then we'll get you ready for our final broadcast today, our fourth broadcast on the Prairie Communications Sports Network, and our third broadcast right here at the Great Western Shootout. It's the A-Town Girls taking on the McComb Bombers. Welcome back to the postgame show in three minutes. Welcome back to Abingdon Avon High School. Nice win here by the Abingdon Avon Tornado Boys. They finished the boys section of the Great Western Shootout. First seven games today were boys basketball games, and then um, they'll end up with a girls basketball game, the A-Town Tornado Girls taking on the McComb Bombers. Uh, that's coming up uh, in about 13 minutes. We'll get a chance to talk to head coach Corey Link first before we get our uh, girls basketball coverage started. Nice win by the Atal Tornadoes, 55-44. to 44. That puts them at 4-6 and six with uh, what do they got coming up here on the schedule for the boys. They got a doubleheader of boy-girl basketball on Monday night against Monmouth Roseville. The girls will play first. 
at 6 o'clock, followed by the boys at 7.30. That'll be fun. We'll have that here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. I love them doubleheader girl basketball. You get to see both teams in, you know, on the floor on the same night. And then they'll go to Beardstown at Bushnell Prairie City. So they got they got a few games left before they get to the uh, WIU tournament. But they got a good uh, good start to that tonight with a win over Pace and Seymour. So let's uh, look at the scoring for both ball clubs. First for Pace and Seymour. They were led in scoring by 24 points from Blake Schwartz. He had six three-pointers. He was four for four from the free-throw line. Had another bucket thrown in there as well. 24 points for Blake Schwartz. Then eight points for Lane Barker. Five points for Brody Dyker. Three points of, uh, three points for Nolan Sparks. And two points apiece for Landon Gooding and Wyatt Neeson. Six for six from the free-throw line with the Pace and Seymour Indians. And they fall to three and six with the loss. For the Abbey Denebo Tornadoes, there's that bounce again we were talking about in the pregame show. They had four players. Well, they scored 55 points, but they had four players in double figures, led by Dre Anderson with 15, averaging three and a half coming in. What a nice night from Dre Anderson. He got him started early with three three balls. And then 11 points for Kellen Hook, 10 points for Carter Redfern, and 10 points for Agus Aza Siegel. And then almost in in double figures with Jacob Hall. He had nine points, seven of those coming in the fourth quarter when the uh, Tornadoes kind of put this one out of reach. Uh, so almost four players in double figures and only scored 55 all the night. Everybody right around their average, except for Dre Anderson. He was way over his average, but 11 points for Kellen Hook. He averages about 10. 10 points for Carter Redford. He averages right at nine. And then 10 points for Aiden Siegel. He averages 10. So uh, pretty good performance here by the A-Town Tornadoes as we get set for the uh, – the girls gave to uh, come on the air. Both teams out here warming up. We're waiting for head coach uh, Corey Link to uh, come up and chat with us. We, our first time here. Uh, th- I'm pretty sure I reminded Coach Link to come up afterwards, but when you're not uh, not used to maybe coming up after every ball game, maybe it takes a little while to come up. But we'll, we'll wait on him a little bit. Of course, he's talking to his ball club, too. This is a nice performance from beginning to end uh, for the for the A-Town Tornadoes. they got a lot a lot coming up game-wise between now and the uh, – that's probably the most games I've seen anybody have on the schedule between now and the McComb Western Holiday Tournament, which starts on the uh, the uh, 28th. They've got uh, numerous ball games and some good ones too. Monmouth Roseville, who won today at the shootout. We can actually look at the shootout while we're waiting for Coach Link. This is the final game of the day. Seven games prior to this one were all pretty solid. Started the day off with Canton over Knoxville, 51 to 40. Mama Roseville got a nice win over Southeastern, 48 to 40. The Titans now eight and two. They've got a couple games left before they get to the, the holiday tournament, including that doubleheader game on uh, on Monday night. Then they're also going to go to United Township, take on the Western Big Six, United Township Panthers. That's next Wednesday. We'll have that on the air as well. And McComb beat Argenta Oriana, 63 to 43, handily. Uh, McComb Bombers received some votes in Class 2A, got a 20-point win over Argento Oriana. And then Sherrard and Farmington. Everybody thought this was going to be a little closer. Sherrard, a really nice team this year. 7-1 and one now after a 52-33 win over Farmington. Farmington, who had some high expectations and still do, they're only nine games into their schedule. Uh, they have, uh, they're dropping to 5-4 and four on the season. So they need to get on a little bit of a run here the next week, get some momentum build up for the McComb Western Holiday Tournament, which they always play well in. And then we had a nice matchup between Scales Mound and Fulton. That's two teams that were ranked in the top ten of the uh, of the first Class A, uh, Class 1A AP poll. 
Scales Mound at number five this week in the first poll in 1A, and then Fulton at number 10. Scales Mound takes it to them by 10 points, 56 to 46. And then the one everybody was looking forward to, Illini Bluffs and Rockridge. Illini Bluffs, the number three team in 1A, again, according to the rankings, and Rockridge, the number one team in 2A, the number one team in the state in Class 2A, according to the AP poll, the Illini Bluffs Tigers really Put it on the Rockridge Rockets in the second half, and especially that fourth quarter, 56-41, to 41, a 15-point win for Illini Bluffs in that one. They get to 10-2. and two. They're taking a lot of momentum into the tournament. Actually, the seeding tomorrow night for the McComb Western Holiday Tournament takes place. That's some good, that's some good momentum heading into that seeding, and Rockridge will fall to 8-2. and two. Everybody had Rockridge as a lock at number one. I still think they probably will get a number one, but... Um, it's not nearly as, as a sure thing as a lock that everybody thought it was before today. And then having get Avon in this previous game, 55-44, to 44, the uh, Tornadoes beat the Payson Seymour Indians. So that's it brings us to our final game of the day, our final broadcast of the day on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. It's the Abingdon Avon Tornado Girls and the McComb Bomber Girls. We'll step aside for a little bit, and uh, we'll see if Coach Link comes up here, but we'll get the uh, pregame started for our, our uh, next ball game here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. 55-44, Abingdon Avon boys over the Mason Seymour Indians. Back here at Abingdon Avon High Schools, we get set for our final game of the day today. It's our third broadcast from the Great Western Shootout, our fourth game on the PCSN today, and it's going to be a good one here. we got the A-Town Tornado Girls against the McComb Bomber Girls. Before we get into that one, I get a chance to talk to Having the Avon victorious, having the Avon boys head coach, Mr. Corey Link. Corey, that's a nice, uh, that's a nice win there, fifty-five forty-four. Yeah, I feel really good about it. I got some guys there in the locker room. I said, you know, we, I not, not that you ever, ever underestimate a team. I mean, I told you pregame that they could shoot it, but uh, they kind of snuck up on us, and now I feel, I feel really good about it. it was, we play, I think we played really, really well second half. Uh, first quarter, first quarter, nobody really wanted to guard anybody, but uh, but that happens. I think we gave up what six threes in the first quarter, maybe. We were uh, we were uh, Reed Kelso and I were on the air together for that first half, and we were like, we're on our way to the highest scoring game of the day. It just kind of came to a grinding halt. Of course, coaches make coaches make adjustments. I mean that that happens throughout the course of ball game, but. I'm sure you didn't think uh, Blake Schwartz, who'd only made nine threes coming into this one through the first eight games, was going to make four in the first quarter. Right? right. No. Uh, <laughs> no. We had uh, we had a little bit of a sky report, so we put uh, we put our best defender on number 21, um, and he's a solid guy. But no, 20, 23, uh, Schwartz got got going early, and man, once he got that touch, he was too tough to defend. And uh, but no, it's like I give a lot of credit to Dre Anderson. So he started running him off the line, trailing him and getting his hip pocket, pressuring him a little bit, made him feel a little bit uncomfortable. And so that was a big key there in the second half. Well, talking then during the pregame interview with you and I, we went through how balanced you guys were. And, again, it's balanced. You, got, you scored 55 total points and had four guys in double figures. That's hard to do, scoring 55 points, but that's that balance. But you said in the pregame interview, I, I'd like to see Carter Redford kind of get going a little bit. Well, you did, he did six points in the first quarter. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was real big for us. Um, you know, it's, he's he's one of those guys that's it's kind of uh, he's offensive minded, and that's not a bad bad thing. You got to have guys like that. But no, if he's struggling, you know, that kind of affects his game a little bit. So it's, the key is always kind of try to get him looks early and get him to the hole. Uh, it helped. It helped hitting a free throw to start the game, and uh, kind of see one get in the get in the basket for him. But no. Uh, he, he played early, played really well early on, and that kind of opened things up. And uh, he does see the floor really well. So once you know he's left hand dominant, so once he gets going downhill, 
left hand, you know, people kind of collapse. And he can he can kick and find open guys, and I think that uh, that helped us out early on, getting him six points off the bat, and then uh, then he was able to kick and find somebody else, and then free Kellen and eights up for uh, for their ten or twelve and everything. Yeah, all right around ten, all right around that ten point mark. Um, I know coaches are always saying, "Hey, if you're struggling shooting the ball, keep yourself in the free throw line." I don't know what strings you had to pull there before the game to get into the free throw line, but whatever it is, it worked. Yeah, this is uh, <laughs> no. I, he came up to me at coaches me. He was like, they didn't have their starters in the book by the 10-minute mark, so they get a T. And I'm That's like, harsh, man. That is pretty harsh. And, they, and I felt really bad because they said their bookkeeper's grandma had passed away or something. So I'm like, you don't have to do that. Even worse. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, nope, the rules are the rules. I'm like, okay. It's just like, it's not like you weren't going to take it back. <laughs> you're not going to miss them on purpose. I mean, you're going to take what you can get. Right. Um, uh, Dre Anderson, averaging three and a half points coming in, 15 points, had three Big three balls there in that first yeah. first quarter when everybody was making three. Yeah, he uh, no he he mentally mentally you gotta get him going. If he if he misses some, he kind of hangs his head or he turns it over. He's one of those guys. But, but we've been really positive, trying to keep him positive. You know, he needs to be our point guard. He needs to be the guy getting the other guys involved and, and just do his role. You know, three three points a game. He, he's capable of. Like I said yeah. early on, he's capable of getting ten to fifteen, just like he did tonight. But uh, you know, he's he's trying to fill that role, being that junior in the starting lineup with you know seniors seniors around him. So so no, he he was huge not defensive like I said early on. He he was big for the second half, you know, guarding guarding Schwartz and running him off the line. So, you know, that kinda he got those early on points and then defensively he kinda opened it up and locked in and then that was the key. Coach, we will see you. Uh, we're getting ready to get this one started, but it won't be long before you see us. Monday no, night. Monday night. We'll be back. <laughs> it's a big one. I, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's a good contest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait for that. That'll be uh, our second broadcast between the Mama Throws and Titan Boys and having the Avon Boys on Monday night at 730, and I'll get a chance to talk to you before and after. Yeah, Thanks a lot, my man. Thanks, good. Congratulations. That's a nice win. Thank you. Head coach Corey Link with the A-Town Tornado Boys with a 55-44 to win here as we set up for our uh, final game of the day.